You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edgeworks Nebula. The hit mobile game Terra Genesis was all about taking a new world and bringing it to life over time, from a barren wasteland to a verdant paradise. But before we can achieve a new Earth, humans must first learn to adapt and survive in those original, inhospitable climates. Extreme temperatures, unbearable pressure, and storms of dust or geomagnetic pulses unlike anything ever experienced before. We must withstand all of it if we are to make new homes for humanity. Those first moments, the first rockets, the first settlements, the first sunrises and sunsets will be critical not only to our future as a spacefaring species, but our ultimate survival in this universe. Before our giant leap comes our first small steps. Before we etch our story into the echelons of time in a new world, we must first bear witness to its magnificent emptiness. Before we make history, we must first make landfall. Available on iOS and Android. Hello, and welcome to Settle the Stars. Hey folks, this is Rachel Emerson. Lacey Hannon is off this week. Last episode, we talked about the constellation Hercules. This week, we'll look at Aquila, the eagle who carried Zeus's thunderbolts. It is the 22nd largest grouping of stars in the sky and contains Altair, one of the stars of the Summer Triangle. We'll look at the Milky Way's Great Divide, a star nursery, and why Altair can be moody and unpredictable, just like the Midwest weather. Before I get too far into this episode, I should mention there are multiple ways based on region to pronounce this constellation, but I will be going with how most Northern Hemisphere astronomers pronounce it, so let's forge ahead into Aquila. Named after the Latin word for eagle, Aquila is an equatorial constellation, one of the 15 that ride the imaginary belt around the universe's ever-expanding midriff. It's medium-sized, as star collections go, occupying 625 square degrees in the heavens above. And it's among the 19 different constellations in the Herculean family of constellations in the western sky. These were designated by Harvard astronomer Donald Menzel, who arranged constellations into loose groupings in his 1975 book, A Field Guide to the Stars and Planets, to make them easier for the general observer to find. He based his constellation clusters on shared myths, history, and in the case of the Hercules 19, simple proximity. To lay eyes on this stellar eagle, it's easiest to start by locating Cygnus, the swan flying straight at it. One of the most recognizable constellations in the cosmos, Cygnus looks like a cross sailing down the Milky Way. And behind it is Aquila, which also seems almost cross-like. 
Some earthbound observers have described it as a crooked plus sign. Between the two of them, Aquila and Cygnus contain two-thirds of the stars in the summer triangle, Altair and Deneb, which might explain why these birds are best seen from July through October. Altair is Aquila's brightest star along with Deneb, its counterpart in Cygnus. It sits on the edge of the great rift in the Milky Way. Vega, the Summer Triangle's third star, is on the other side of the huge black tear in our galaxy. The great rift is a long, narrow black cloud that obscures the stars behind it in a broad stripe along the center of the Milky Way. Scientists think it's a breeding ground for new stars, a place of gas and dust where they're forming but haven't yet come together enough to shine. An incubator of sorts. Ancient cultures like the Incas saw shapes and animals in the Great Rift the way we see them in stars today. The Chinese had a folktale centered around the long black cloud and one that sounds very similar to some star-crossed lovers in the West. It goes like this. A weaver girl, Ginu, symbolized by the star Vega, fell for the cowherd, Neolam, our star Altair. But the romance was frowned upon a la the Capulets and the Montagues, and the Jets and the Sharks, and the pair were banished to opposite sides of the river, in this case, the Great Rift. Once a year, on the seventh day of the seventh lunar month, magpies fly together and form a bridge, allowing the young lovers to meet, but only for the day. And, well, presumably no texting is allowed either. Aquila the Eagle was well known in the ancient world. The Babylonians listed an eagle in their famous catalog of constellations, and it may well have been this one. The ancient Egyptians are said to have seen a bird in these stars too, their falcon god, Horus. Aboriginal Australians recognized a raptor here too, calling Altair, Bunjul, which meant wedge-tailed eagle. Ptolemy included Aquila in his classic work Almagest, a second century list of 48 constellations. The astronomer referred to Altair, the brightest of Aquila's 19 stars, the Eagle Star, a designation he may have borrowed from the Babylonians and Sumerians. He might have also heard of Aquila from Eudoxus and Eratus, two other Greeks, the former an astronomer and the latter a poet, who mentioned the constellation in the centuries prior. In Hindu, Buddhist, and Jain mythology, Aquila is often identified with Garuda, a deity who is half eagle and half human. Greeks saw a great bird of prey soaring up there too. They believed it to be Aquila, the eagle of Zeus. Aquila is featured in several myths about the king of the gods. In many, he was the thunderbird, carrying the lightning bolts Zeus cast down upon his enemies. The auto designers at Ford obviously thought this was cool. Zeus's eagle was always hauling things around. In another legend, Aquila swoops down and locks its talons on the Trojan shepherd boy, Ganymede, flying him up to Mount Olympus at Zeus's behest. Why Ganymede? Homer says it was because of his looks. He was supposed to be the handsomest of us mortals. Up in Olympus, Ganymede becomes the cupbearer of the gods. Apparently gods don't carry their own stuff. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. I mean, you want to be like 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team, faster and for free. Okay, so 
looking for the right game devs for a company can be a daunting task. With LinkedIn, all we needed to do was add the position and the purple hashtag hiring frame to our LinkedIn profile, and then bam, it's out there. So once we got some applicants, LinkedIn offered screening questions that helped us narrow down the search, essentially not wasting our time or anyone else's. LinkedIn has helped us keep our startup running as smooth as, you know, a startup can be, and it's equipped us with the team we needed. As the year comes to an end, hop on LinkedIn to find the people who will continue to make your company a success in the next year. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash stars. That's linkedin.com slash stars to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When he wasn't transporting divine goods, the eagle was said to have been guarding the arrow of Eros, which made Zeus lovestruck. In one story, the king of the gods fell in love with Nemesis, the goddess of retribution, and transformed himself into a swan to woo her. He had the goddess of love pretend to be an eagle and chase him into the arms of Nemesis. The ruse worked. To pay tribute to the birds, he gave Cygnus the swan and Aquila the eagle places of honor in the sky. Yet another myth shows Aquila earning his place in space in a darker, more nefarious manner. According to this legend, the eagle was responsible for torturing Prometheus, the titan god of fire, with whom Zeus had a real problem. Prometheus, you see, likes humanity. In one fable, he tricked the gods out of their dinner during a sacrificial feast just to give it to mankind. The better-known story, though, holds that Prometheus stole fire, again to share it with those pesky people of Earth, presumably to grill that meat. This angered Zeus, who created Pandora, the first woman to trouble mankind. Now, let's remember, this is legend speaking, not me personally. Then he had Prometheus chained to Mount Caucasus. In steps, our eagle. The bird was sent to peck at Prometheus's liver, or his heart, depending on who you believe. This went on for generations before Hercules arrived to put an end to the torture, slaying the eagle. Again, in thanks for services rendered, Zeus put the eagle into the sky to be adored for all eternity, and people have been enjoying Aquila ever since. A lot of this is due to the brilliance of Altair. At 16.8 light years away, it's one of the closest stars we can see with the naked eye. Of all the stellar objects in the sky, it's the 12th brightest. The Arabs called the star an Nasser Altair, the flying eagle or flying vulture, hence the name. This name has stuck since at least medieval times. When English stargazers using astrolabes depicted Altair and Vega as birds, a white main sequence dwarf, Altair, shines at a magnitude of 0.77, jumping out of the Milky Way at a rate of about 11 times that of our sun. Altair's luminosity changes, however, it is a variable star, which means it shines at different strengths over time. The star has about nine known brightnesses, which are hard to discern with the unaided eye. Look at it through a telescope, though, and you can see that Altair is a moody star flickering at different magnitudes. Just like the unpredictable weather in the Midwest, it's sometimes bright and cheerful, and occasionally it's darker and it's less radiant. Astronomers attribute Altair's varied nature to the speed at which it spins. It rotates on its axis once every 10 hours as compared to the 27 days our sun takes. This fast whirling causes the star to flatten, 
Its diameter at its equator is more than 20% larger than the diameter at the poles. Imagine pressing your hand down on a softball, forcing the top down and then the sides out. You, you know, you get the idea. Altair's rotation makes it an oblate spheroid, like our sun, though our sun is nowhere near as oblate as Altair. And I should say, our sun is smaller too. Altair is almost twice as massive. Like our sun, Altair is one of the few stars that has posed for pictures. In 2006 and 2007, a team created an image of Altair's surface using infrared observations made from the Michigan Infrared Combiner. According to reports, it was the first time the surface of any main sequence star besides our sun had been rendered so directly. And like any good star, Altair not only poses for the paparazzi, but also has been in the movies. If you're a sci-fi geek, you may have heard of Altair as the home star system of the aliens in the 1956 film Forbidden Planet. NASA named the Lunar Surface Access Module after the star in 2007. All the stars in Aquila pale in comparison to the mighty Altair. But the star is not the only intriguing object in this avian array. Two major nova have appeared within the birds across history. The first burst onto the scene in 389 BC. The other, known as Nova Aquilae, outshone Altair briefly in 1918 during the Great War, reaching a magnitude of negative 0.5. It was the brightest nova recorded since stargazers started pointing telescopes at the sky. Aquila is also home to several notable nebulas. These include the Glowing Eye Nebula, the Phantom Streak Nebula, a Planetary Nebula, and a bunch of globular clusters. One of the biggest stellar nurseries in the Milky Way, those deep space regions where stars are born, sits within Aquila II. Known by the catchy name W51, it's about 17,000 light years from Earth, and astrophysicists suspect that it would appear about as large as the moon if it weren't for all the stardust and gases swirling around. Aquila also boasts a part of the biggest thing in the known universe, the Hercules Corona Borealis Great Wall, which sprawls more than 10 billion light years through several of the constellations in the Hercules family. Bursting with Nova, filled with stories and the birthplace of new stars, Aquila is one of those constellations that gives us hope for the future. The eagle has not yet landed. We hope that you've enjoyed another flight through the cosmos. Join us again next time on Settle the Stars, where we get to dive deeper into Cygnus the Swan. In the meantime, happy terraforming. Settle the Stars is a proud member of Edgeworks Nebula a collection of intriguing and informative podcasts from Edgeworks Entertainment. Edgeworks Nebula. Tech moves fast. So keep pace with the Daily Crunch podcast from TechCrunch. With new episodes every day, this podcast will give you a quick overview on everything you need and should know about startups, new tech, regulations, and more. Listen to TechCrunch Daily Crunch now, wherever you get your podcasts. That's TechCrunch Daily Crunch, wherever you get your podcasts.